everybody. I'm Bill Bateman, and this is Survival Beyond the Bug Out Bag. And this is the first edition for 2021, and it's significant in a lot of ways. First, today is September the 8th, the day I'm actually beginning work on this podcast, and that is the anniversary of the fires that we suffered through last year, through Phoenix, Alameda, uh, out in the Open Chain area, into Ashland, of course, that is the one-year anniversary of the fire. What I find significant, what I find sobering and somewhat upsetting, to be quite honest, my wife likes to send me little pictures in the morning and when she leaves for work, and yesterday she sent me the front of her car covered in ash, enough ash that you could actually write your name in it, if that's your idea of a good time. And the air quality, as I looked on my phone, was 184, unhealthful for just about everyone. So once again, we are in another fire cycle. This leads me to the point that it is also National Prep Month, National Prepping Month. And this is what got us started four years ago. This is my fourth year doing this. We haven't been able to do it nonstop because real life bumps into you occasionally. But uh, this is something that we have been doing. I've posted the link on the website. Uh, Some of that is really, really good stuff. Some of it's kind of repetitive. And one of my concerns is in doing this program, I've told you a lot of this stuff before, but what makes this year, what makes 2021 different is the changes in the conditions. So that when we might talk about storing water in the earlier episodes, we now need to think more of how we're going to sanitize, purify, and gather water in an emergency situation. All you have to do is turn on the news and look at what's going on in Louisiana, what's going on throughout Oregon, California with the wildfires. It is going to be difficult for all of those people. Now, let's take just a few examples. Just look outside. Just look outside your house or if you're driving. Take a quick look. If you're going through our area, the Talent Phoenix Ashland area, you're seeing a lot of rebuilding, and that's good. You're seeing ash all over. That's not good. And if you have been or tried to go to some of the lakes in the area, you're finding the water is disappearing. Some of the lakes are actually dry. Some of them are very, very much reduced. This is local as well as anywhere else you might want to look in the western area. So outside my front door, I'm on Wagner Creek, and I look, it's just about gone. There's a little stuff down there, but if I was going to have to drink it, I would want to do some major tuning up before I was able to drink it comfortably and without making myself and my family sick. And that's what the difference is. Water is not going to be something we grab quickly out of the stream, the bubbling, clear, limpid stream that never has existed uh, in the last 20 years because of farm and agricultural and industrial runoff. And then drop a tablet into it, shake it up, wait a half an hour and drink it. No, this is not going to be fast. This is not going to be quick. Yes, I still recommend, as I did probably in my first or second episode, that you have water stocked up. Some brief reminders on that. I have my water in five-gallon containers. 
enough for a month. And I have it sitting on cardboard, several layers of thick cardboard, because if you put it on cement, cement can still leach into the water and transfer things that are not good to drink. So those ideas are still good, but I am now moving to the position where I'm looking for that water as my emergency water, my backup in case I can't purify, in case I can't gather. That takes a little of the pressure off. Looking at Wagner Creek, if I was going to have to drink out of that, the first thing I'm going to want to have is some granular charcoal and some of my old t-shirts. And I'm going to want to have a way to get the water out of the creek and I'm going to want to pour it through the charcoal, some dirt, some rocks, using my shirt as a sieve to get the first layer of ick out of there. I've tried a number of different things. As you recall, I mentioned them in my earlier podcasts. I do not have sponsors, and I like it that way because I can review something, say it's wonderful or that it's garbage, and not have to worry about getting a nasty letter. I have found I'm still behind the Purinize. It's a water cleansing product. You put it in the water, you shake it up, you wait at least an hour, and you should see all that icky stuff fall to the bottom. Filter it through a coffee filter and you can drink it. I used this successfully in Talent when they had the boil order on the water, when the water was messed up, and that worked out very, very well. Uh, look, Go back and listen to some of the earlier podcasts. Go back and consider some of the products. I have gotten away from the kits that are many, many pieces because, as we've talked about before, if you're going to have a kit, of a bag, a filter, a hose, you're going to end up losing pieces. I've already found I have done this. I've ordered new items because all of a sudden, and we have no idea where it went, a little hose is gone. The hose going from one bottle to a filter that you need. Consider still the, uh, the microns, getting it down to one hundredth, one thousandth of a micron to get as much icky stuff out as you can. Electricity. Looking at Louisiana, going to be three weeks for most people before they get electricity back. I have gone, uh, also it's going to be three or four weeks before they get gasoline in some areas. They're actually having shootings at gas stations, which is downright frightening, but not unexpected. So your gas generator could become a liability. Also, when you fire up a gas generator, everybody in a two-block area knows you got power. I went out and I bought a Goal Zero generator. It's solar. This thing weighs about 75 pounds. I've got two huge panels to power it, and I'm just now getting to the point where I'm taking all the toys out. I'm going to wait till we actually get some sunshine back, but it would, I think, be a very good idea to try it in weather just like this, overcast and smoggy. See how long it takes to recharge. You can recharge it from the wall. You can recharge it from the sun. 
charge off the wall if you have the right charger. There's a lot of research that goes into this. I like it and I like it for the following reasons. I can recharge my portable battery packs using that as a base. If I get a cooler, and that's the next item on our list of things to consider, keeping things cold, I can power the cooler from that generator. A regular refrigerator in your house is not going to work very long off a of gasoline or a solar generator. But what's going to happen if you can get some of these short-term small refrigerators, they use about 60 watts and they don't run nearly as long as a regular refrigerator does. Some people have actually suggested getting a mini freezer, keeping freezer packs cold there, and then putting those freezer packs to save as much food as you can in your regular refrigerator. I also was in for some sticker shock. I went to Google, I put emergency, well I first I put uh, portable coolers, electric, and I found from mm, 25 to $125 at a various number of sources, and they kind of plug into the adapter on your car. Okay, that's kind of cool. I then put emergency coolers and found they ran from about $150 to $1,250. I did not know they had them. For example, you can put, if you have a Ford 150, you can just drop it right there in the little pass-through in the center, plug it into your car, and it'll hold, I think, up to uh, 25 cans of beer. I'm hoping that when we're bugging out, we're not going to be stocking up totally on beer, but that's just kind of a size comparison. You have things that are almost mini fridges, and they will run off your car for a short time, or they will run off your solar generator or your emergency battery pack. And I think the trend we're starting to see is the quick fix that we've always been sold in the past. You're going to get some blue ice, you're going to throw it in the freezer, you're going to throw that in the cooler, you're going to go up to the lake, uh, drink lake water and party with your friends until the disaster's over is a very bad idea. We're going to have to think multiple steps and multiple layers. You're going to want power portable, a little small battery pack that well, might fit in your briefcase to recharge your cell phone or recharge an emergency item you carry with you, like your flashlights. Your flashlights or emergency lighting should be with you at all times, and they should be easily rechargeable from a battery pack. We're going to want to save water, both in bottles, in containers, perhaps even in a tank here at your home. We're going to have to have a way to purify it. We're going to have to have a way to move it from the tank to the bottles. You might want to look at a little pump. In other words, this is not the quick fix it used to be. This is not fast. This is not getting ready. I know a lot of people, we are prepping and we're stocking up on ammunition, we're stocking up on food, we're stocking up on good things. Now let's look at how we are going to use them and in what order. Part of this, as I think of it, and the family dynamic, and we talked about this previously, but we talked about the family plan change, the family meeting. Uh, this can be very, very difficult in an emergency, and I have seen this firsthand when we had our fire issue. Fortunately, my wife and I have planned this out. We had a plan A, a plan B, and 
an Alamo, a place we could go if things got really, really scary. I have noticed in our neighborhood uh, from some follow-up conversations this was not the case. I could easily understand a conversation happening where Dad steps into the front room, says, okay, I need you to break out the window in your bedroom and climb out. Uh, there's a fire coming. we got to go. The front door is blocked. And the kid's looking up and saying, I'm not going to go out there. I'll get caught. I no. Where's way? I got to go get my. I got to get my iPod. Uh, th- that kind of thing. Family planning and family meetings are very important for emergency situations, especially, especially as now we're seeing just by turning on the news that it's not an overnight outage. Uh, we're looking at how long it takes to get help. You're going to have very limited emergency services. You're going to have very limited cell phone, as we have talked about from day one, but you're also going to see it taking longer for things to get back to normal. And if the family is not all on board, if you haven't rehearsed this, you are going to have some problems. You don't have time for a family meltdown in the living room with the sheriff pounding on the door saying, you gotta go. In addition to that, you have to look at the family dynamic Perhaps dad or mom is the prepper in the group, and the rest of you are not that much on board. We went into this in a little bit of detail the last time. I think we should do a little bit more this time. Gradually start with the less scary things. If you have people who are not totally on board, then don't get into the, you got to go get the trauma kit. You're going to scare the crap out of the family. But you do have to start thinking about it. You do have to start thinking about first aid. You do have to start thinking about where things are going to be and whose job it is to get them. There's absolutely no point in the entire family running to the bedroom closet to get the bags. None whatsoever. What's going to work for you is far different than it's going to work for me, but what's important is you and I can both start thinking about this right now. Okay, final point, then we'll go to the uh, updates on the website. We've talked about the infrastructure or the plans we all have in place. We have the idea of having water, having food, having medical supplies. I, oh, just a little side note, I found out that it was very simple to go to both my physician and my pharmacist and say, hey, these are the medications you've deemed I have to have. I want to get an emergency supply. I did end up paying for some, but I was able to get from my insurance company with full authorization and a pat on the back for being proactive, a full 30-day extra supply of the stuff I really should take. Now, if you're a person, I know folks, I am diabetic. Thankfully, I am not on insulin. Some of my diabetic friends are on insulin. And that's where that whole cooler thing came from. The idea of having an emergency cooler that you can run for a short time off a battery or a longer time off a generator. And let's turn the page. If you noticed when we came into the podcast, we're trying out some different music ideas, make us sound a little more professional, make us a little more palatable to the other podcasts out there so more and more folks can listen. I would like to remind you it is okay to download and share this information, share the link with your friends and co-workers. It, of course, cannot be reproduced, altered, or claimed as your own. That's just seriously uncool and somewhat expensive. 
Uh, let's see. Next time we are going to put a little more information on for prices and actual product recommendations. They'll be on the website in a file format. Last time it just got too big having that page of all kinds of stuff going on. This time it's going to be some uh, files to help you track down information. And that's all part of the new website that we have put together. Uh, we have changed the system we're using. The old one went out of date. Uh, we have some new links, uh, some new processes you'll find when you're ordering concealed carry classes. But by the way, we have one this Saturday, uh, the 11th, and again uh, next Saturday, the 18th. And the way we've set it up, you can order much more quickly and efficiently. They're listed by just the Oregon or the Oregon and Arizona or just the Arizona. Click on the one you like, fill out the information, and probably for this Saturday you want to bring your cash or check with you. For next Saturday you can simply mail it in and you can as always take the Arizona if you've already completed the uh, Oregon online and uh, you'll be ready to go. So that's happening. A uh, little bit different graphics, a little bit different interface. Uh, we hope you're going to like it. We're working real hard to make this uh, very informative and very helpful for you. So with that out in, uh, in the ether, uh, be safe. Visit the web, I'm sorry, the National uh, preparation website that's on the front page. We hope to see you at one of our classes. More classes are going to be scheduled so keep an eye on it, see what's going on and we're looking forward to seeing you out at the range. I'm Bill Bateman, part of the team here at Refuse to Be a Victim Personal Protection Training. Be safe. See you soon.